0: Welcome to the Marketing with a Book and Speech podcast. My name is Devin DeVries. I am the Vice President of Production and Promotion at Indie Books International. And I'm pleased to be stepping in as host to this week in place of Henry who had to step away. We have an exciting episode coming up. It's our year-end review. So thank you so much for listening all year. And we look forward to the 2022 season. As we like to do at the beginning of the podcast, we're gonna start with the author roll call. So please tell us your name, where you're from, and the name of your book. And we'll start off with David, please. And then go to John.
1: Thanks, Devin. Hi, I'm David Goldman. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I wrote the book, The Road to Happiness, How to Get What You Really Want. And uh, what I'm really thrilled about is coming up in, in 2022, I'm co-writing with Henry and with Mark LeBlanc, a book called Bringing in the Business, very
0: excited about it.
2: I'm John Salaika from Memphis, Tennessee. My future book is called Building Trust for Organizations, where we're going to be solving the mystery to the biggest obstacle that prevents consistent greatness in organizations. Great.
0: Welcome. Next, we have Dr. Carey, and then we'll have Joe Paolo, please. Hi, guys. Coming to you from cloudy and wintry Montana today. Uh, and I am the author of Self-Help on the Go, which is coming out, according to Devin, in late February, first week of March. Thanks, Devin. I'm
3: Joe Palo. I'm in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm author of How to Sell Nothing. And Devin, I have been actually working on it. So I do have stuff to send you. So (laughs) we're getting it.
0: Excellent. Love to hear it. (laughs) And then finally, can we have General Foley? And then Mark.
4: Well, good evening, folks from Augusta, Georgia. My name is Jeff Foley, and I am the proud author of Brave Business Leadership. Uh, and I've just been proud part of Henry and Mark's and Devin's organization now for the last four or five years. So thanks for allowing me
0: to continue to learn from you all.
5: Hello, everyone. My name is Mark LeBlanc and I act as the chairman of Indie Books International and we're going on uh, coming up on our eighth year uh, anniversary. So thank you for joining us. We started this podcast in early January and what a great way to close out our year. But I'm in uh, downtown Minneapolis and excited. David already uh, did a little spoiler alert. My next book is titled Bringing in the Business and will be co-authored by Henry and uh, David Goldman. It might be my best work yet, and honored to share the stage with David and Henry.
0: Wonderful, thank you. And again, my name is Devin. I'm in Oceanside, California, and I'm working on my first book, which is Marketing with a Seminar. And with that, Mark and I thought we'd have a little chat about small-scale seminars, and then also what's been working this year in our businesses. And then we'll open it up and get to hear some of what went well in 2021 for all of you. So Mark, thank you for joining us.
5: Thank you, Devon.
0: The Small Scale Seminar Strategy has been a game changer for growing our business. And we've helped a lot of our clients use it as well. we learned this from you.
5: Well, <laughs> well uh, I'll take a, just a tiny bit of credit, but uh, <laughs> I, I think it was a strategy that was made for you and Henry as well. So uh, it did not take much urging. I, it was, um, oh gosh, it seems like a long time ago now. And yet it seems like yesterday when I started, when I went full-time as a speaker, Uh, and a business coach and yet to be an author, I really had nothing on my calendar. And my confidence was low. My calendar wasn't even light. I I literally had nothing on the calendar. And it was almost as if one day I woke up and the voice said, if you want to speak, speak. And somehow I made a commitment that day. I I need to be standing in front of two audiences every 30 days. And little did I know that that moment and that decision would become arguably the greatest strategy uh, that I've ever implemented. And just three weeks later, of course, of course, I I thought, well, where am I gonna get, how am I gonna get two speeches or two presentations every 30 days? And I didn't know. Um, Later on, I would find out that the how always follows the want. And just three weeks later, I was at a networking meeting in St. Paul, Minnesota, about about 20 or so professionals, and a gentleman next to me said, uh, Mark, aren't you a speaker? Don't you do, uh, you speak at at meetings? Oh, yes, I do. And and he said, well, I'm the volunteer coordinator for the Professional Sales Association. Um, You know, would you ever be open to doing a presentation for us? And it's like, well, I'd have to check my calendar. But, uh, uh, but yeah, let me see what, what we can do. And uh, I had nothing on my calendar. I was just simply trying to play the game. And wouldn't you know it, uh, he reached out to me and said, uh, Mark, I wanted to circle back with you because um, our, our speaker for March 3rd canceled. And this was March 3rd of 1994. And I did a one hour presentation. Of course, my confidence wasn't uh, very high. In fact, i I say it got off to a little bit of a slow start. And after about forty minutes, I hit my stride. and And at the end of that one hour presentation in front of about a hundred or so salespeople from all walks of life, a gentleman came up to me and said, "Mark, uh, any chance you've got an extra handout? I want to send it to my sales manager in Chicago. And I said, I said, sure. And I gave him a handout. Devin, that was all I needed. That was that was an, an ounce of encouragement or validation that I needed. Now I went home and crashed for the rest of the day. Um, but um, three weeks later, I got another one for the Council of Independent Professional Consultants. And that led to my, uh, not my first uh, coaching clients, but it led to six coaching clients that came from that second showcase presentation. And since March of 1994, I have consistently done two no fee presentations, branded it a showcase type strategy. And now the showcase strategy can um, take different forms in different profit centers. Uh, But I waived my fee for two presentations every 30 days. I have rarely missed a month since uh, 1994. And something I want people to understand or make note of is something I refer to as the genealogy of your revenues every nickel you deposit in your business can typically be traced back to uh, uh, two, possibly three strategies. And I find that 80% of my revenues historically over time, I can trace back to either someone who heard me or experienced me in a no fee presentation, or they were referred to me by someone who heard me in a showcase type presentation. And so there are a lot of great strategies out there, but the magic happens when people uh, experience you. And Devin, you and Henry and uh, you, Henry and I, uh, I don't know what the count is, but I think we probably have done together, um, uh, I wanna say close to a hundred showcase presentations in building indie books, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, easily. Yeah, when you were talking about the two a month, when we started, we we embraced that. And we did two presentations, mostly the marketing with a book and speech summit presentation every month. Yeah. And all of, you know, wherever we could. So all over the country, and we just kept applying that. And I would say probably around year four, we had done one of those genealogy of the revenues and almost exactly the same. It was like 83% were traced back to attending one of our workshops or being referred from somebody who had came and then said, oh, these people are, they're the real deal. You should mm-hmm. talk to them. So it—it it is very powerful. I, I would say as we switched to virtual over the last year, we're probably doing one showcase a month now, but we also kind of passed that threshold of a business around year seven that happens where you start to get, the referral business is so much higher that we were able to pull back a little bit on these these strategies for totally new prospects, you know, so. For us, when we're doing this, the seminars, these are like strangers, they have no. You know, this is their first experience meeting us so we haven't had to be as aggressive in that sector anymore, because these other things have been paid off over time. So, but if you're just starting out, there's nothing like this strategy for seeing quick results.
5: Sure. You know, for me, it started out, the showcase strategy started out as being invited to speak, typically a monthly meeting where they typically don't pay speakers. And I rode that way for a long, long time. You and Henry and you and Henry and I have done a really good job of staging our own showcase type presentations. and. Uh, not selling seats, but um, filling seats and and having control over what we create. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? You're you're better at that than I am uh, in my business model. So can you talk uh, talk to that, Aim?
0: Yeah, I, you know I know I, I've shared the story a couple times on on the podcast, but for us, we as a startup, we didn't really have much of a database to go after. So we did have to kind of get creative on how, how are we gonna find these prospects? And LinkedIn was, was the answer for us. And it, it's an amazing tool. There's so much information that we all put into our profiles that is searchable. So really just you know, embracing a new tool. And for us, that was new at the time, you know, seven plus years ago, nobody was using LinkedIn this way to reach out to people with invitations. Um, Things have changed now, and there's people that are using it in more of a spammy way and that kind of thing. So you do have to adjust with the times and and make sure the, the strategy is still working. But for the most part, it holds true that you can find your prospects that way. And if the message is right for them, they're gonna respond. Um, but it does also help to be really clear on who your audience is um, for those kind of tools. So same if you were doing any sort of advertising, the clearer you can be on who your ideal you know, prospect or audience member is, the better those tools will work for you.
5: Okay. Um, I've got a question for you. Um, what would you say to somebody who um, uh, says, well, we're virtual now. There are not monthly meetings of groups. Uh, do I need to wait until things open up uh, a bit more? And of course, we're seeing a, a, a rise in, uh, in COVID cases again. Um, how would you respond to that?
0: I would, I would urge you to not wait, Um, especially right now. Everything is so uncertain. You know who's, who's to say next month would be better? Mm
5: -hmm.
0: You know, you know know what's happening now, and that's what we can control. Um, Yeah, we were really hoping we might be able to get back to maybe a fifty percent live, fifty percent virtual in twenty twenty two. But again that's already being kind of put to the test. So at this point, we are still, you know, planning out our webinar schedule for the next year. And there have been some really great benefits that have opened up to the virtual. One, the the biggest one to me is the reach. So, you know, we did try to go several places across the country, but still, that was maybe six cities a year if you didn't live anywhere near those, you know, we were never going to reach out and get a chance to meet you. But for what we do, you know, our prospects live all across the country, really all across the world. You know, we, we had a couple meetings, Zoom meetings with people in Europe this year that were looking for a publisher based in the United States. So it just opens it up so much more. So there's a lot of potential there. And I would say group meetings are still happening. You know, if it was any sort of organization that wanted to continue on, they found a way to go virtual. Um, like I'm, an, I'm a member of Toastmasters International, and they encouraged all the clubs to pivot to virtual so that the clubs could continue meeting. And still to this day, a lot of meetings, clubs, including mine, are in a hybrid approach, or we'll meet in, in person a couple times a month for those that are comfortable with that, but we still have our our Zoom meeting a few times a month for for those that prefer that. So I would say if you are look those people are meeting. you just might need to do a little bit more research to find them, but organizations are still having meetings, and
5: they are looking for presenters. And I think you're absolutely right. And <clears throat> I have yet to come across a sliver of the marketplace. So when we think about an author who has a book, um, you know, every every person has their sliver called right or perfect fit. And uh, for indie books, of course, um, you know, we are looking to serve coaches and consultants and independent professionals, really of, of almost any stripe. Uh, But uh, every chapter of the National Speakers Association is meeting every 30 days. Every chapter of the Institute of Management Consultants is meeting. uh, uh, I don't remember how many chapters they have now. I want to say 14. Uh, But every chapter of the International Coaching Federation is meeting. Uh, I just booked one in, uh, in Oregon and did one in Cleveland here last month. So um, for our sliver of the world and for my sliver of the world, meetings are still happening. Um, but I would suggest to people, and Devin, you're just so sweet. You're, you're, you're so much sweeter than I am. Uh, because if somebody said to me, well, Mark, you know, we're going virtual now. I, I think I need to wait till things open up. And and uh, I might say something like, that's just stupid. Um, <laughs> Or or maybe I would suggest that it's silly or or short-sighted because the opportunities now to do things virtually like this um, are astounding. And all you gotta do um, is look at your LinkedIn uh, connections, look at your database, who are the people getting your newsletter? Um, How many, you know, what are your contacts on Facebook? Uh, What about your past clients? Uh, What about current clients? And, you know, I, I think people sometimes uh, 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 take shots at me, um, but I have built my business on a very simple mantra, a little bit of a joke, uh, but it really holds true. Where two or three are gathered in the name of growing their business, by God, I want to be there. And so the opportunity exists to stage your own showcases immediately. You barely need a runway, you need a date, and you need an email, and you need a little bit of a campaign to uh, simply invite people and start, you know, with eight, 10, 12 people or five, six, seven people. Uh, But if you have expertise, um, and I'm gonna head some of an objection off at the pass, um, because a lot of people stay in that getting ready to get ready mode. Again, that would be one of those things that would be just stupid. Um, you know, I'm I'm known I'm known sometimes for stepping on people's toes, and um, most professionals I barely have met a professional that did not have a treasure chest or a deep well of connections and contacts already in their network, fans and friends and followers. And I would say, and this sounds really harsh, but if you're not willing to do this, don't tell me you're passionate about what you wanna do in the world. Um, You might be merely interested in doing more of the good work you feel called and compelled to do. I think you need about a 30 day, a 45 day you know, maybe up to 90 days, but even that always uh, seems a little bit long in the virtual world. Um, you know, you could put together a round table very quickly of 8, 10, uh, 12 people, and um, I just, uh, uh, I cannot think of a better strategy. And then when you round it out with what we call the advocate strategy, or the coffee talk strategy, or the storm starter strategy, the synergy of strategies um, is the, the one, I think, great idea. Um, is, your, is your mix of strategies that you're implementing on a monthly basis, is it, is it getting you the number of at-bats or meaningful conversations you need to put you in a position uh, to book your targeted numbers? Uh, But the magic happens when people experience you, and there's no better way uh, than when you are demonstrating and sharing your expertise. I like to think of it uh, as your WYSI, W period I period S S I, your wisdom, insights, strategies, stories, and ideas. Um, You can you can create a turning point in the direction of your dream almost immediately uh, with a couple of well-delivered showcase type presentations. Absolutely. Well, um, and I I think it's also, uh, I'm gonna give you a plug or a little shout out Devin, Um, Sometimes people need uh, uh, a seat-filling Sherpa uh, at their side, and you've done an amazing job helping people fill their own showcase-type events and to strategize and brainstorm. And so any of you, if you're open to a conversation about working uh, side-by-side with Devin, I think you owe it to yourself to um, uh, reach out to her and, and have a conversation on how you can make the showcase a strategy work for you um, Devin, do you have a, a thought about that or, or uh, when you're ready why don't we open it up to some great ideas from our studio audience members
0: Yeah thank you so much for for saying that I I have seen this strategy work just amazing results people and I'm very passionate about it and I I love working with people and helping them design their version of the showcase and figure out the best you know, mix of marketing strategies to fill, fill the seats. So I would love to talk to any of you about it and see what we can put together for, for 2022.
5: Well, you, yes. sure done a, you sure have done a great job at filling uh, seats for uh, our indie books uh, showcases along the way. So, so thank you for your good work. And also, spoiler alert, and I think you mentioned it, but uh, you're publishing a book in 2022 specifically on this uh, strategy. So uh, we'll look forward to that.
0: Thank you. Yeah, and with that, um, I think it would be great to kind of hear what what went well for for our authors in 2021. Um, did you try any new strategies that produced interesting results, or did you go with tried and true? Um, So we would love to open up the floor to you guys. So um, looks like our first David has something to share.
1: Yeah, thanks. Um, So I I heartily concur with the showcase strategy. And uh, what I'd like to talk about is another idea that I got from Mark LeBlanc, which, it, which has to do with the advocate strategy. And this has been by far my best strategy with my book at least. Uh, and once again, it's the uh, road to happiness, how to get what you really want. But the book, what I've done is with the advocate strategy is I've, I've gifted my book to advocates of, of mine. For those of you who don't know what an advocate is, it's a center of influence or it's someone who loves you so much that they will gladly refer people to you. They could be a client, but not necessarily a client, but just someone who loves you so much that they will refer people to you. And so what I've done with my advocates is I've gifted them copies of my book so that they can gift them to people that they think might be good prospects for me. So it looks like it's a gift from my advocate Actually, I'm gifting them the book to give to, to those people. And then uh, the only caveat is they have to tell me who they gave it to because, you know, in, in the coaching world, it's still hard for someone to call a coach out of the blue. It does happen, but it's it's hard. So if they tell me who it is, then two weeks to a month later, I'll give them a call as the author of the gifted book and and, and have a conversation. It has been a game changer for me, for sure, over the last 18 months. So, Mark, thank you for that. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's huge. And, and what is it? You know, it, depending on the deal you have, uh, maximum five bucks. Maybe, you know, if you got a really good deal, maybe it only costs you three bucks. You know, what's that? That's not, that's not even a cup of coffee at Starbucks. So, you know, fabulous. I think idea.
5: Thank you, David. And I just want to uh, add to that uh, end note. Um, My relationship with David, the catalyst was a showcase presentation I delivered in Pittsburgh. Um, We think it was about 1996. And so um, there's proof in the pudding that this uh, strategy works. Anyone else, what idea did you try this year that ended up working better than you thought it would? Don't everyone speak at once.
0: I'll jump in, Mark. All um, right, go. Yes, uh,
3: just because there's cheering when I came in on the, phone, on, the on the Zoom, that's fine. <laughs> so you got, you got me pumped up. Uh, one thing that I've done a little different is I implemented, uh, I do one-on-one coaching. Um, but I started doing some group coaching and I call it level up, lead up coaching. I do a bundle, a bunch of uh, clients together and just started doing that maybe about six months ago, uh, well, about a year ago, but I kind of fine tuned it and I'm having more opportunity with that than I've had with my individual coaching. It's really, there's something to that. Um, And then the other aspect that I just see, and I maybe throw it out as just observation there's a lot of people doing a lot of things differently, whether it's COVID or people are thinking differently. And I think what we offer here, each of us have our own product. I think there's opportunity, people are interested in hearing
5: about it. Just two thoughts. I think you're right. Joe, can I ask you a follow-on question about that first idea? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So you you took several clients that you were currently working with one-on-one and you felt like they would do well in a group. And so you created this group coaching? Uh, Kind of, not quite. It was with, uh, like if I have a a, a
3: unit director at Northwestern Mutual. I've been working, had a relationship with him. I'm always, my business is referral based. So let's do a pilot with some of your team. So it's people that I've already have existing relationships with. Um, I guess I've got seven opportunities right now Four of them are that way. Three of them are just kind of, I'm approaching them as a group. So it's a little bit of a combo.
5: Got it. Okay. I was thinking you were taking some of your individual clients and putting them in a group, but you were going to some of your current clients and saying, hey, let's pull together a team uh, of your people or a group of your people. And I love it. And I I like your
3: idea too of of pulling some clients because we all have the same problems you know it doesn't matter what your industry is but that's something i got to think on And i may steal that and uh, give you credit for when it's successful but pull different cl- different people over because there's like well it's like your leadership council i think you have a bunch of different industries that's right uh, achiever circle
5: i'm sorry wrong, yeah. wrong word yeah thank you joe um Sylvia. where's I'm my Sylvia?
6: do you remember me we have Of course I do. Of course, I do of course i do This is so wonderful. This is the first time that I'm here. I'm I'm a bit sad that Henry is not here today, but I will reach out to him. I joined uh, here today because you know me for over 12 years now, back from Michigan, and I don't know if you remember, I'm one of those classic um, sufferers I was from creative life artist, reluctant business owner, multiple brand message disorder where I was constantly reinventing myself because my creativity was always way bigger and faster than my my business savviness and I hardly could catch up with my own creativity. Um, The pandemic last year, the, the lockdown was for me personally a gift because it, it cut out you know, everything which wasn't working, crashed and evaporated. And I had enough time to reinvent myself. And um, old fans, clients from the social media realm who were following, from, uh, following me for years, they came towards me. They brought the big idea which changed now my life and my business because I was known as a woman's empowerment coach I was known as a book lover and multiple times published author, so a group of women from around the world who were part of a global network, they approached me and they said we want to write a book together with our stories and you as a women's empowerment coach and we know and trust and like you, we want you to be our publisher because we all are scared shitless. We, we, we have fears around the visibility. The stories are very personal and intimate. We can't go to a normal publisher with that. We need you. Half year later, the, the book is out. So it's a group of women, 20 women around the world from three continents, multiple races, religious backgrounds, like diversity and inclusion top notch. And the book as an ebook became a bestseller on day one. And we have also the soft cover out, and we have a luxury hardcover version with colors inside. And the whole message of the book, You Matter, how women reclaiming the power are changing the world. Is starting now a movement. We are already two weeks after the launch in conversation in Rome with the university, who wants to translate the book into Italian. And we have an invitation from a radio station in Zimbabwe, Africa, who wants to interview all the authors. And it's just, we are hitting a nerve with the stories. And for me, my, my whole family, all my friends, they all are like, hello, da, Sylvia. You live in books, you have 7,000 books in your house, you have a library in Germany, you, you eat books for breakfast. Why are you not doing that for years? I could not have come up with that. It was too, too close. And I, and I also didn't know how good I am in certain things. I do the developmental editing of all the stories myself. I don't do the final editing because English is obviously not my mother language. So the whole uh, grammar, spelling, word choice, et cetera, these kinds of editing, I have a team who does that for me. But the whole training, coaching, and developmental editing, I do. And I'm really genius in that as well. And I have so much joy and fun with it. So this is now my new business. And out of that first book, Success, I created now a whole plethora of, of products including executives books, where I combine my executive coaching strategy, where I um, help help executives who struggle, sadly, more and more since uh, in the last 10 years with the lack of trust in the corporate world. Executives, sadly, the whole image has shifted from being the trustworthy father of the business to now being a bit like an enemy, it's so sad. So people want to know, like, and trust the executives. So I will coach them. I will interview them to elicit their core values, their life's wisdom. And I will then transcribe all the interviews and coaching sessions, and I write the book for them. So the executives who don't have time get a book, which will be their voice, their story, their values, their life purpose, mission, what they stand for. And they can use that for their personal career and, their personal branding, because this is what the public nowadays wants from executives. Yeah, it's, it's just a different world. Yeah, 20 years ago, you worked as an executive for a company till the end of your life. But now it's down the turnover. It's like two years. Two years you switch. And whatever shit the company went through is projected now on you, and you are the bad guy. So I'm super excited. I, I have a completely new business. And, and seven months ago, it didn't exist. I didn't know I will end this year with that, being now like you in the publishing industry. Uh,
5: thank you, Sylvia. Uh, so nice it's to so see
6: you.
5: Congratulations on your reinvention. John, uh, would love to hear from you. Yeah, I'm a Vistage
2: chair and an executive coach. And 2020 was a hard year. Uh, my Vistage practice did OK but I lost almost everything else. And I had to go through an entire rebuilding in 2021. And the three things that I did is one, I put together a testimonial video, like a sizzle reel where my members did most of the speaking. They talked about the value that the group and I contributed to their ability to thrive through COVID. I also held an event since Vistage is not a try before you buy type of a thing, because everything's confidential. I held an open meeting where I, Uh, obtained a speaker, a a really well-known speaker uh, to speak on accountability, a subject that's, you know, of value to everybody. And we held a mini event for three hours and I wound up getting, you know, clients out of that. And then I also decided to go into to, to contact networking groups, rotary clubs, things like that, and just start doing public speaking on what it takes to eliminate obstacles. You know, how do you get past the things that are blocking you from achieving your goals and just starting conversations And that has now, I've doubled my practice and created some really solid relationships. And it's teed me up rather successfully for 2022.
5: Oh, that's great, John. I love it. Thank you. Do we have one more?
0: Well, this is Jeff
4: Foley. I will just.
0: Jeff.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'll just say that. uh, about two and a half years ago, I had my second small group seminar designed and tailored around the uh, the Devries World, and two I got some clients out of that, and it was very good, very useful, very fun getting into it all. I had ten people, ten senior leaders from the community, and two weeks ago at a fundraising event, I had I met up with one guy who I have not seen since that seminar. And he said, man, I remember Jeff, you talking about your new book and what you got going on. And man, I'd love to have you come by and meet with me and my new number two guy and let's have a conversation. Uh, And so that happened. So they've hired me for January for their seminar uh, but they have so many issues that I cut my price just to get in the door. It's not free, but it's sort of a bargain rate for here in town and they're good people. And uh, I anticipate doing it. So the seminar, you never know when the guys and gals are going to come back and say, I remember. So that has worked great for me. I will also tell you that, you know, I got to figure this out. Am I passionate or am I only interested uh, in going through this thing? It's a great comment. Cause I've had all these notes. I got thousands of notes and, you know, it's been an interesting couple of years. And what am I, what am I going to get fired up really to do? And, and part of it is am I satisfied with the number of clients I have now, or do I want to do more and help more people and get after this? So I'm in that decision-making mode. Uh, having a dram of bourbon every night is helping me get through those decision-making processes And I'm going to have to figure out, am I passionate or just interested? Uh, But everywhere I go, I get these executives who I coach and say, man, wouldn't it be cool if I could just hang out with some like-minded people who are not in my business? That's what they have asked me to do. And that's just going to, I got to be committed and passionate about if I'm going to lead that, because that is a commitment. It's like a Vistage chair. And do I have the energy to do that? And I just got to figure that out. Well, so, uh, I w- great I w- insights.
5: I would suggest you do have the energy, and you've got more good work in you to do. Um, so I would just encourage you to to step in that. You've got your book, you've got a network. You know, um, being passionate about something doesn't mean that you need to be working 24/7, 365. It just means that for the the time that you give that you devote to it, that you are all in. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that, and you 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 raise a a great. Uh, I didn't even think uh, to share that, but that that person or that prospect that experiences you that may seem to be dormant for a period of time. Um, they eventually will often find their way back to you. And and it all started with that showcase. So a great reminder that it's not just in the short-term results. It's also in the long-term results. Um, I am certainly anal about tracking and measuring certain things. I think what is measured uh, is often treasured. Uh, but there are, uh, I sort of frame it as, you know, when I implement a strategy, what are the 90-day results of that strategy? But then I look out um, a year later and make a note and say, what were the short-term results? What were the uh, long-term uh, results? Um, you can't put a price on uh, the relationship I have with David Goldman um, over the last uh, 25, 24, 25 years. And I have example after example after example uh, of people who came in uh, sort of that short-term window as well as that long-term window. So thank you for that. Um, I wanna just take a moment to um, thank each and every one of you for joining us. And if you're listening to this, Uh, at a later date. Thank you so much for for tuning in. Uh, For Indie Books International, our video podcast uh, was an idea that we came up with, Henry and I came up with it last December, and approximately 30 days later, uh, we launched our first weekly uh, video podcast. And the results, the feedback, uh, the way that we've created a forum uh, for our authors to uh, support and help uh, and share ideas with other authors uh, Authors has, has been astounding. So thank you for uh, your faith in us, Henry, Suzanne, Devin, me, and our entire team uh, at Indie Books. As we close out uh, the calendar year 2021, we want to wish you good health. Uh, Happy holidays. Uh, We will see you in uh, 2022, and we can hardly wait. Thank you, everyone.